This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Amen. Woo. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. You know, it's important. Let me encourage you. You know, the worship time, you know, is very important. You know, we need to learn, you know, we, we give in our, our tithes and our offerings. I know, but, we, you know, worship is also a part of our giving. You know, God doesn't need our money, but He does desire our worship. And so when we, you know, this is why we have this time. We've slotted uh, usually at least a half an hour so that we can come and give an expression of our love and our gratitude and our, our thanksgiving to God. It's absolutely essential if you want to have a, a loving relationship with God, not just a, you know, God's up in heaven and I'm down here relationship. If you want to really be intimate with God, worship is a part of it. And of course, we want to worship all through the week. But you know what? In, on Sunday morning, this is a time when we come together corporately to express our gratitude and our love and our wonderment. You know, if, if God stopped being a wonder to you, then you need to, you need to get back in your prayer closet and you need to spend some more time with God. Your God's gotten to be too small and too commonplace. Well, this month we're going to be uh, talking about Entering a new season. And you know, all of life, if you really look at it, life, and of course we're going to see from the kingdom of God as well, it's all about times and seasons. This is how God deals with us. This is what life is about. And if we can understand the times and seasons and how uh, uh, the principles and how God operates in His kingdom, how God operates in our lives, we can take away a lot of that mystery that kind of shrouds Christianity. You know, we almost can get to the point to where, you know, uh, like they used to say years ago, you you hear, you know, well, you never know what God's going to do. God's too big, He's too vast, He's too deep, He's too great. There's no way to know what God is going to do. And you know, out of that, we just said, whatever happens, it must be God. But God works in times and seasons through our lives. And if we can understand that, then it will cut down on a lot of frustration that we experience many times in our walk with God. Because a lot of times, we're out of step with God. Our frustration comes because we're out of step. We're out of sync with the season of God in our life. And so God's doing one thing, and we're doing another. And we're trying to get God to come over here and do what we want, rather than us aligning with the times and the seasons that God has for our lives. So let's gain an understanding. We'll introduce this today. In Genesis chapter 8, I'm going to read a a verse here. God is saying, you know, and this is following, of course, the flood and everything. But he says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. See, life consists of seasons. This is what God is wanting to do. And we understand with seasons... 
there are two things about seasons that we need to understand. There, it, seasons bring continuity, but they also bring change. You know, I'm looking forward to fall. How about you? I'm looking forward to a change in the natural seasons, aren't you? And probably if I ask you, we all have our favorite season, don't we? It might be fall, it might be winter, it might be summer, it might be spring. We all have our favorite seasons. But here's the thing, you know, I've been through a lot of summers, haven't you? I've been through a lot of winters. I've been through a lot of springs. I've, I've enjoyed them, you know, and they come around every year. And, you know, every year they come around, I, you know, there's a continuity about it, isn't it? I know at a certain, you know, we look at the calendars to keep up with it, but I know when this season of the year comes, this is what the weather's going to be like. This is what I can expect. This is different things that are going to be happening. And I enjoy that. But at the same time, season means change, doesn't it? And so, you know, as human beings, we, we, we're, we're okay with the continuity, but sometimes because we don't understand it, we get a little fearful sometimes about change. Oh, I don't like change. I want everything to stay the same. We'll go to the North Pole. I mean, it's cold up there all the time. There's snow on the ground all the time. I mean, just go, you know, or, or go to Antarctica. It's the same way all the time there. Move to the Amazon jungle. I mean, it's hot and hotter all the time. You know, but change can be good for us. And we need to understand that God's put times and seasons not, over, not only in nature, but in His kingdom. He has created times and seasons so that we can understand what God is doing, what God wants to do, and that we can walk with God and cooperate with God in the season that we're in in our lives. And every season, just like in the natural, in nature, every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. You know, we know in springtime, it's, it's time to plant, isn't it? That's, that's part of the purpose of springtime is to plant. Now, all of you who all you ever know of is going to Publix or Winn-Dixie and buying your produce, I got news for you. That's not where it grows. You buy that steak there, that steak, you know, it doesn't grow at Winn-Dixie. You know, you talk to the farmers. Listen, you, you know, let me just put in a word here for the farmers. You know, for all the farmers, we, we need to make sure we're praying for the farmers. Because I sure have a stake in their success. Because I like to eat. How about you? And that, you know, in springtime, it's a time for planting. That's the time for planting. That's what it's all about. So every season has a purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.1 uh, tells us that. It says, to everything there is a time and there is a, what, a season for every activity under the heaven. Now that word there uh, for season, it literally means there is an appointed occasion. Now think about this. What if the farmer decides that he's going to plant in the middle of winter. You know, he gets to thinking about it. He said, you know, man, I've got seed. What do I need to wait for? I'm just going to go ahead. I mean, I know it's the middle of January and we kind of got to, you know, there's, there's, uh, the ground's frozen, but we're going to go ahead and plant anyway. And I'm just going to believe God's going to give us a harvest anyway. 
How many of you think that that farmer's going to get a harvest? He's not going to get a harvest, is he? Why? He's out of sync with the seasons. And he understands that. And if he doesn't understand that, then he's not going to have very, any success as a farmer. And sooner or later, he's going to be so frustrated, he's just going to quit. Say, so I guess this farming stuff is just not for me. And so many Christians, I've seen their frustration, and, and they, just, they just give up on God's plan and God's purpose for their life because they're always out of sync. They're either ahead or behind with the season that God has for them. And so I want to, this month, as we look at entering a new season, to gain some understanding about how God operates here. Because he says, there's a time, an appointed occasion and time for every season in our life. And the kingdom of God operates in times and in seasons. You remember right after Jesus had been raised, resurrected from the dead, in Acts chapter 1, he's giving his uh, final words to his disciples just before uh, he ascends into heaven. And, you know, and the disciples, just like us, you know, we always, you know, human beings, we want to know everything. God, tell me everything you know. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have long enough to live for that. But just like us, human nature, they were saying, Jesus... Will you at this time, is, is this when the Israel's going to be restored? Is, is this where everything's going to be restored and you're going to bring everything uh, to bear under your rule? And he says, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons, listen now carefully, that the Father has put into his hand. There are some times and seasons about things concerning the kingdom that God has put into his hands. But I would remind you of a verse in Deuteronomy 29, 29. He said, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but the things that he has revealed belong unto us and to our children. And so we, we're going to look at those times and seasons uh, as the kingdom operates that have been revealed to us from the scriptures so that we can we can cooperate with the Spirit of God and in what He's wanting to do. So we need to understand the cycle of seasons. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus, in one of His parables there, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 26, very interesting here, He says, He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Now that's pretty plain, isn't it? He's getting ready to give a parable, to give a teaching, and He prefaces it by saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Now, that's pretty clear, isn't it? So what he's about to share will give us understanding and insight about what the kingdom of God is like. So that means this is something that Jesus wants us to know. Are you listening? He wants you to know what he's about to share. here. He wants you to understand this. Not just so you can go out and say, wow, wow, wouldn't that go, wow. No, so you can what? You can enjoy it. You can live it out. God can work in you and through you by the, the purposes revealed here in the words Jesus is saying. Now listen to him. He says, it's, the kingdom of God is like a man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. 
All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, Jesus said, this is, he said, if you understand this parable that he just gave us, if you understand this, he says, then you understand this is how the kingdom of God operates. It's not a mystery. It's not, ooh, you never know what God's going to do. It's not magic. (laughs) It's the way God has set things in order to operate in the kingdom. And if you are a believer, you're in the kingdom. Are you listening? The kingdom of God. And so we're in this world, but we're not of this world. I want to live by the kingdom standard, not by the earthly standard. Are you listening? Now notice what he says here. All living things move through cycles to maturity and fruitfulness. All living things move through cycles to maturity or fruitfulness. Isn't that true? You don't plant a seed one day and the next day you go out there and boy, there's a, a, a big papaya tree and you just pick the fruit off. Wow, wasn't that something? You know, in the church, and let me just say this, you know, it, you, you know in, in our spirit-filled churches, you know, and, and here at Passion, you know, and, and I've seen a few of them in my lifetime in ministry. We believe in miracles. God is a miracle-working God. He, he works miracles. He does. But we... Understanding that as a part of the kingdom, have tried to make it the whole work of the kingdom. So every time there is a need, every time we God, there's something that needs to happen in my life, I'm, I'm looking for God to do a miracle. In other words, a miracle would be you plant your seed tonight, you get up in the morning, the tree's full grown, and the papaya's out there to be picked. That would be a miracle, wouldn't it? We'd all agree on that. I've never seen that, but that would be a miracle, wouldn't it? But we try to live our lives so many times with a miracle. Oh, God, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. No, you need to understand how the kingdom of God operates and and live your life in harmony with that principle, with the times and seasons. And one of the big principles is every living thing moves through a cycle to maturity or fruitfulness. Isn't that right? You know, I've seen my children from, from the time they were in the, their mother's womb to the time, you know, now they're bigger than I am. They're grown. They're, they're, they're adults themselves. But that didn't happen overnight. It was what? A cycle that they grew in. And he said the whole kingdom of God is like this as well. So let's, let's look at there. There there are four seasons that I just want to touch on in general. And, of course, we're going to expand on each of these during this series. But first of all, the first thing he mentions here is what? Sowing. Sowing. All growth begins with a seed. All growth begins with a seed. Take, for example, we've got two farmers. Both of them are are believers. Both of them are are sons of God. They're trusting God. They're believing God. One goes out to his field and begins to pray over it. The other one goes out to his field and he begins to plant seed. Who's going to get the harvest? Well, wait a minute. He's praying. He's praying over his field. Isn't that what we do? We pray. Come on. 
Well, it's good to pray. Don't misunderstand me. But after you put some seed, then pray. But you're going to pray and no seed. But see, we get in this attitude of everything's a miracle. We're just going to pray. We're going to believe God's going to work a miracle. And man, I'm, here we go. But we need to understand. He said, this is how the kingdom of God operates. As if a man what? Sow some seed. Every, 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 all growth begins with a seed. You got to understand that. And we're going to look at this in more detail, but we're going to introduce it today. It begins with the seed. What do you have? If you, you and, and I can say this, that every need has a seed. You got a need, you know what that's telling you? You need to sow a seed. You open up and look in the cupboard and there's nothing there. Guess what? You need what? You don't need to God to miraculously fill up your cupboard. You need to find some seed for your need. Because when you plant seed, because it's the, not only the natural principle, but it's a kingdom principle, then I am cooperating with God in the sea season of sowing. And I know this. He said, if you put the seed in the ground, what's he going to do? It's going to grow. And that's the next season. The next season is growing. All things need time to grow. Boy, here we go again. Ooh. I, I don't know uh, if there's ever been a generation that is more, has a greater expectation of instant gratification than in, in the day we live in. Everything is so quick, isn't it? Man, you, you, you can go on the internet and get the answer to any question. I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if a bird falls in, in China, man, you know it. I mean, it's just everything. It's just, man, instant information. I mean, you know, you get, the, you get the latest computer, and no matter how fast it's working, you're thinking, we hurry up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But we have to understand in the kingdom of God, there's a sowing, but there's also what? A growing. All things need time to grow. You know, it's, this is not Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, where you throw those seeds out and the next morning got up and, you know, the Beanstalk was going. We're, it's not Christian magic. This is Christian living. This is kingdom living. He said, first of all, he said, there is a sowing season, then there is a growing season. All things, everybody say all things, need time to grow. That, that, that's, that's you and I in our relationship with God. Isn't that right? That, that is our understanding and our wisdom that, that we grow in, our faith that we grow in, the grace of God, all the things of the kingdom that we can grow in, love we can grow in, all those things. It takes time. And I know we all feel like time is flying by so quick. And we're in such a big hurry. But I want to listen, listen to me. You waste more time by getting out of the proper season for your life than you would by cooperating with God in that season in your life. See, the time for growing is not the time for reaping. And if it's a growing season and you're trying to reap, you're going to be frustrated to no end. And that's the next season, reaping. Reaping is the design maturation of growth. 
In other words, the reason that we sow, the reason that it grows is so that we can what? Reap it. Isn't that right? Why else sow it? If you, I mean, if you don't want to harvest, just don't bother to sow. You're already there. Just don't plant any seed. Don't, don't, don't use any faith. Don't do anything. Just, you know, just rock along. And so many people want to see God do something different, something new, something fresh in their life. But they, they're like the farmer out there who's just praying over their field without any seed sown. How are you going to, what's God got to work with to do anything different in your life? Oh, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm, I believe God really wants to prosper me, prosper me to the point to where I can help, uh, you know, finance the kingdom and, and build churches and support missionaries and, and help the orphans and do all that. Well, listen, here's the thing. What are you doing? What are you doing about it? What kind of seeds are you sown? Have you sown any seeds about, about education or, or training or getting any knowledge or, or acting on that dream that you have or, or finding somebody who knows how to help you make that next step? What kind of seed have you sown? You don't sow any seed. You can, you can, be, at, you know, you can be at 70 years old in the rocking chair saying, you know, boy, I'm just one of these days. But you need to understand that Sowing your seed and allowing it to grow is for the purpose, what? Of having a harvest, reaping. God desires you and I to reach to the stature of the measure, what? Of the fullness of Christ, doesn't he? There is a maturation for each one of us as believers, as children of God, and for the purpose and the plan of God for your life, for my life, God has a maturation for that. See, in reaping, see, when I sow... Only the ground gets that seed. And while it's growing, nobody gets the benefit of that seed. But when there is reaping, when there is a harvest, not only do I get the benefit, but others also can receive a benefit. And this is what God wants us to do. It's not just about me. God bless me, my four, and no more. I want God to work in my life, and I know that you do too, to bring about His plans and His dreams and His purposes, not only for the blessing it will bring to you, but also for the blessing it will bring to others. So there's sowing, there's growing, and there's reaping. And then the last one we will look at in this series, I call it recovery. This is an interval time of renewing and rest. I see a lot of Christians whose heart is genuine and sincere, but when it's a season for them to rest in recovery, they're, they're all anxious and all uptight because they don't, it doesn't look like anything's happening. Are you listening? Now, we, we don't know too much about this here in America. We are workaholics. You could just put... The picture of our country by the word workaholic. Come on. Work, work, work. You know why? Because we got to make a buck. Make a buck, make a buck, make a buck, make a buck. We're never satisfied. I got a nice house, but I need a bigger one. I got a nice hot car, I need three of them. And a boat, and a motorcycle, and a ski do. And then I, well, I need to rent a place to store some of this. <laughs> 
But see, we, because of that, see, we don't understand just that interval of renewing and rest. The Bible calls it a Sabbath rest. A Sabbath rest. God commanded Israel when they went into the promised land, as fruitful as that land was, as blessed by God as that land was, He said, it needs an interval, a time of rest. And that's, you know, we talked about Jubilee in our last series, but that's what He talked about. You know what? He said, let the, let the land rest. Let the people rest. There needs to be a cycle of rest. We don't appreciate, in our culture, rest. Now, I didn't say you. You may be the exception. I hope you are. But there's a time of recovery and rest. And these cycles, you know what they do? Just like spring, summer, fall, and winter, you know what they do in our lives? They repeat. They repeat. See, where's, oh, I'm looking for something new. Well, it'll be something new, but it's going to come through these seasons, this cycle of seasons. The new will be what? New seeds that we sow. So we sow new seeds in the time of sowing. Then we have a new harvest that comes through through the time of growing. So here's the thing we're talking about. A due season. In Galatians 6, 9. Are you listening out there? Okay, good. Listen to this. Well, I'm going to back up in context, but we're going to get to verse 9. It'll be up there on the screen in just a moment. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. What is he talking about here? A man reaps what he sows. Now, see, we, we've looked at that totally. Well, not totally, maybe, but the biggest part of that, we've looked at that in the negative sense. You know, you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. Yeah, you, you sin, you're going to die. You, this is going to happen. And we looked at the negative. And while that's true, we need to look at it at the positive. God is not mocked. If you sow good seed from God's Word, you sow good seeds concerning God's plan and purpose in the proper seasons, and you let it grow, He said God's not mocked. If you sow, you're going to reap. And I'm going to say this. If we're not reaping, then we need to look back and see, did we really sow? Isn't that right? I mean, that, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, if I was going from here to Prattville, you know, five years later, I hadn't got to Prattville. I might want to pull over and ask for directions or do something. Get my GPS fixed or something. I mean, that, that just, just makes sense. Isn't that right? Because, see, uh, and we'll talk about this, you, sometimes we get stuck in a season. And, see, if you're stuck in all you ever do, ever get to do is, is plant and sow and sow and sow, but you don't ever get to reap, that's going to get very tiring and annoying and frustrating. And I know a lot of Christians that get stuck in that sowing time. They're, they're very good about sowing, but the growing and the reaping, they haven't got a handle on that. He said, God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. He, he talks about the sinful nature. He's going to, from the sinful nature, he's going to reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit, he will also reap eternal life. Now notice he says here in verse 9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time or in due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. He says there is a due season. So it's important for us, and again, we will expand on this uh, in this series, 
But we need to know, and you need to know, and I need to know, what season am I in? What season am I in? He says, it's a due season. That word there, season, where it's translated due or proper season, it really literally means one's own season. See, sometimes we look around at other believers and we see what God's doing in their life and we see how God's working in their life and, and, you know, and we want God to do for us what He's doing for them. But here's the thing. What season are you in? And God's plan and God's purpose for your life. What season are you in? And, and so as we're going to look at this. Now let me, let me share some things to begin with here. It's a season to sow when you need a harvest. You, you say, okay, what, se- what, what season is, am I in with God? Well, if you have a need, guess what you're in a season of? Sowing. Because every need has a seed. Every need must have a seed. Isn't that true? Absolutely. See, we want God to just materialize stuff out of nowhere. I prayed, shazam, there it is. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Got my magic Bible. Oh, that's Aladdin, isn't it? See, we, we, get, we get all mystical about things. Does God work miracles? Absolutely He does. But that's the exception, not the rule. The rule is, he said, the kingdom of God is this way. If you have a need, and you know, <clears throat> pardon me, it's a season to sow. So if you're looking, you're saying, you know, I just, I don't feel close to God. I just, man, I feel like God's a million miles away. I just feel so dry. Feels like, well, guess what you need? You need to sow some fellowship time with God. You need to get along with God somewhere and begin to worship and begin to, to, to get into the Word of God and, and just begin to, to, to draw. Because doesn't the Bible say if we plant the seed of drawing near to God, what will we reap? He will draw near to us. See, so many times we're like that illustration of that farmer said, you know, Oh, God. God, I feel so dry. And that's fine to express that to God, but you need to do something in conjunction with your expressions in prayer to God, and that is your seed. Well, it might be finances. It might be in a relationship. Whatever it is, listen, God says this is how the kingdom of God operates, as if a man what should plant some seed. So if you have a need, guess what season it is for you? It is sowing. Now, see, doesn't that take the mystery out of things? I wonder what God wants to do here. I need a vision. I need a revelation. I need to, I need to go to that prophetic conference and have them prophesy over me. And you know, No, you know what you need to do? You need to understand how the kingdom of God operates first. Isn't that true? So a season to sow when you, you're in need of a harvest. In other words, faith. Faith. You know, sowing a seed is an act of faith, isn't it? I believe in the seed. I believe in what Jesus said. If the seed goes into the ground somewhere, then what? It's going to grow. And if it will grow, it will reach maturity. And if it reaches maturity, I'm going to get a harvest of the thing that I need. 
A season to sow. It's a season to grow when we have already sown. If you've sown toward that need and your seed's in the ground, then you know what? It's a, you're in a growing season and you need to have patience. Oh, boy. I knew it was coming to that. Remember in Hebrews 6.12, he said, talking about uh, Abraham and all those who, who received the, the end result of God's promise for their life. It says, he says, don't you be lazy. One translation says, don't be lazy, but followers of those who by faith and patience inherited the promise. Or we could say inherited the harvest or received the harvest. So if you have planted your seed toward whatever that need is, now you're in what? A growing season. And you know what you need to exercise along with your faith is patience. Now see, we get impatient either because we don't understand about the cycle of seasons in the kingdom or we're very vague about the seed we've planted. Well, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I planted seed for that. Well, I hope all the farmers in our nation don't approach farming that way. I, I, I'm pretty sure I planted the seed in that field. I, I meant to. I, thought, I think I did. I had it on my to-do list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Three months into the growing season, you don't see anything. Guess what? Maybe I didn't do that. So here's the thing. So... Seed on purpose. Know that you've sown seed. Once you know that you've sown seed, then you know you're in the growing uh, time of season. You can exercise patience with your faith, knowing what? I'm in the growing season. I'm going to be just like this man. I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to get up. Man, I don't know about you, but even somebody like me, I can do that. I can go to bed and get up, can't you? He said, go to bed and get up. He said, if you know that you've sown and you know that you're in the growing season, he said, the seed sown will begin to grow all by itself. And so you can just go to bed and get up. I'm not, I'm, hey, I'm not worried about it. You know why? I'm in the growing season. I'm in the growing season. Now, we're going to expand on all these as we go along. <clears throat> A season... To reap, now this is going to be real deep here, is when the harvest is ready. I'm sorry, but that's what Jesus said. I'm just, he said, you know, he talked about the stages of the growing. And then he said, but when it's ripe, he said, immediately, he said, he puts in the sickle and reaps it. Isn't that right? Every farmer knows that there's going to come a harvest season. And, and as that harvest season approaches, he's looking at his crops and what's growing out there. And he knows, okay, it's time now. It's ready. I'm going to what? I'm going to harvest it. I'm going to harvest There's always, always, if you will, allow, if you will plant a seed, allow it to grow, there will always, always, we read that in Genesis 8, God says, as long as the earth remains... Still here, isn't it? He said seed time and harvest. Oh, I'm so glad he included harvest. Harvest will come. Harvest will come. Now, doesn't the Bible say that the Holy Spirit is our helper? Well, doesn't that imply that 
if you're going to help me, that I'm going to be doing something? I mean, I don't need you to, you to help me relax. <laughs> hey, come over to the house and help me hang out. No, I don't need help relaxing. It's when what I'm do- I got a work to do. I got a job to do. Something I'm actively doing. That's when I need help, isn't it? And if the Holy Spirit sees, sometimes we wonder, why is the Holy Spirit not more active in my life? Maybe you need to plant some more seed. I mean, on purpose, releasing your faith, doing the things that you need to do. And he says, surely the harvest is going to come. Isn't that right? And that's about receiving. See, it's not only about giving. Paul said to the church at Philippi, he said, you not only were active in giving, he said, but also in receiving. Uh, my mom, she's gone to be with the Lord some years now, and, but, but she grew up through the Great Depression. She'd come up in that era and everything. You know, and times were tough. People were, I mean, it was tough all over. I mean, you know, I know we can all feel like we're going through our own little mini recession sometimes, but, you know, the Great Recession, I mean, the Great Depression, and it was recession, and things were tough and everything. And she grew up through that, and it kind of conditioned her. And I can remember, I, I can still remember this day as a kid, because, you know, you know, we didn't have a car. So if, if mom needed to go to the grocery store or whatever, she had a sister that would come by and pick us up. And I can still remember, I can see it just as plain now, uh, you know, uh, mama trying to give her sister some money for the gas. Oh, man. She pulls out a, a $5 bill. You got to remember in those days, you know, gas was way under a dollar. I know five don't sound like a big deal right now. You know, I mean, I, I remember when we, we were living in a house and the rent was $25 a month. <laughs> 25, 25, that's right. <laughs> oh, I spent more, more than that on a pair of reading glasses. But it, that's the way it was. She, she'd try to give her... Her sister, $5 for gas. And she'd give her that five, and that sister said, no, no, no. And she'd give it back to her. And then she'd give it back, and they'd throw it back. Why? They, she, they, they had a hard time receiving. They, could, they, 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 they felt guilty about receiving. You know, I, you know, all right about giving, but, you know, receiving, man. You know, and really, if you think about it, receiving is where you have to kind of humble yourself. Isn't that right? It's one thing if I give you a hundred dollar, you know, if you give me a hundred dollar bill, I mean, you, you know, that feels good to give, doesn't it? But how about if you are the one that needs to receive? That can be humbling. Come on. And sometimes we're that way with God. Oh, that's okay, God. And we have a hard time receiving. We're going to talk about that. Because if you don't receive, sooner or later, you're going to get stuck in a cycle. And you're going to get to a place to where either spiritually or in your financial needs or in your relationships, you're going to be without resources except whatever you can dig up for yourself. Well, I want God's resources, don't you? And then finally, a season of recovery before the next cycle. That has to do with what? Rest. Rest. And you need to know this. See, because if, if, if it's a season for me to rest and I'm out there trying to reap or sow, or if it's sowing and I'm trying to reap, I'm all frustrated. And we talk to so many Christians that say, well, they're frustrated. When all along Jesus said, this is 
how the kingdom of God operates. So that means what? That we really can enter into a new season. We can enter into a new season. You may very well need to be entering into a new season. In Ecclesiastes, he says this, A wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Proverbs 19.11 says, A man's wisdom gives him patience. In other words, God wants us to understand, okay, He has seasons and cycles that He works in our lives, and He wants to give us understanding, not where Susie's season is, but where my season is. And I believe this, we can, and we will expand on this even further, that we as a church here at Passion Church, we need to recognize the season we're in. As a church, corporately, as part of Christ's body, we need to understand the season we're in. So many times, you know, we, we can go to, you know, we see this with pastors. They go to a conference or something, you know, and they get all these great ideas and everything. And, all, and you know, and that's all well and good. But you know what? You've got to be able to discern what season we're in. And if it's a time to sow, it's not a time to reap. If it's a time... If it's a time to, to, to grow, it's not a time to sow. And if it's a time to reap, it's not a time to do either one or the others, and it's not a time to rest. But there is a time in, in our lives there will be cycles where what? There's rest. There's an, there's an interlude. There's an interval between the next time what? We're going to start a season of what? Sowing. Because you're never going to get to a place in your life that there is not room for more seed to be sown. Isn't that right? I want to grow in my relationship with God. And I know you do too. Well, that doesn't just happen automatically. It doesn't just happen because I pray a lot. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe in prayer. I pray all the time. But you can go down just praying. Hello? Because we haven't understood how the kingdom operates. You know, a lot of good people, don't misunderstand me. I'm not being critical. I'm not judging them. Good people love God. But you know, they, they went down praying. And we look at them and we say, well, I don't understand. They were godly people. They prayed all the time. I know they did. I mean, they're good people. They love God. They prayed. Well, here, here's the thing. You got to understand this right here. You can take a godly farmer that loves God, prays all the time, but if he don't get out in the field and plant some seed, guess what? Somebody's going hungry. And then we can get all mad at God. So we need to discern the times and the season. So some action steps here real quick. What can we do? First of all, I would encourage you to gain an understanding that God works in the cycle of seasons in our lives. He, this is the way he worked. Go back again. Look in Mark 4. Read those verses for yourself. Verses 26 through 29. Read those. Meditate on them. Ask God to open your understanding. But look at them. That is how God works. He's, God's not working through magic. You know, oh, if you just say this, do that. No, he's working through the way he says he works. The cycles and seasons. So understand how God works. Secondly, find out in what season am I? What season am I in? I mean, you know, you get, you, 
I mean, if I'm in a sowing season, I can't start in the reaping, can I? And see, your, your season you're in will also determine how you direct your faith and your prayers. We're going to look at this. Absolutely. Here in Romans 13, listen to this, 13, 11. And do this understanding the present time, or that means the season. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Now, there's two things here. Number one, primarily, he's talking about here in context the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God Jesus is coming back. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, people used to ask me all the time, well, where do you stand, you know, uh, you know about the tribulation? Are you, are you pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? I mean, where do you stand? I told them, I'm pan-trib. Jesus is coming back, and everything's going to pan out all right. So whatever you are, you're pre, you're mid, you're post, or you're pan, he's talking about Jesus coming, and it's nearer than it ever was. But also there is another meaning here, because this word here where he says awaken, it means to, out of sleep, means that it's a person that's been inactive, there's been inertia, and there's been apathy. He said, he said I want to stir you. You need to stir yourself up out of that. Listen, God's not going to stir you out of your apathy. You have to stir you out of your apathy. Isn't that true? You've got to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired in this area of my life. This is how Jesus said the kingdom operated. Instead of me waiting around hoping one day, you know, for the waters to be stirred and God's going to work a miracle, I'm going to get proactive with my faith. I'm going to find out what God says right here in this book. I'm going to get me some seed, some seed, and I'm going to plant it on purpose, specifically about a need that I, that's in my life. And if that's what it is, then you're in a sowing season. If you know that you've sown seed, you know, you know that you know you have, then you need to be patient. You're in a growing season. And then when you recognize that it's time the harvest has come, the opportunity is there, then you need to what? You need to, 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 he said that he stretches forth the sickle. In other words, you seize that opportunity and you receive the harvest. Thirdly, what should be my next step? And I just talked about that, didn't I? There's always a next step. You're either ready, need to sow, you need to let it grow, or you need to reap, or maybe even you're in that interval time, that rest. But here's the thing. Don't rest in the time, in the season of sowing. Because Proverbs says, you know, if you do that, you're going you're you're to end up broke. You hear me? Broke. You ever been broke? I hope not. But if you ever been broke, let me tell you, as one who's been broke before, it's not no fun. And I want to be rich in my relationship with God. I want to be fulfilling His plan and purpose for my life. And I want to see all that he desires to do. So we're talking, all this month we're going to be talking about entering a new season. 
And it's not just something spooky that, whoo, you're just going to pray and all of a sudden God's going to come in and I'm, I'm in a new season. Well, we're certainly going to pray and we certainly want God to be involved in it. But it, it starts with us recognizing it's time for a new season. And I believe as a body of believers here at Passion Church, it's time for a new season for us too. It's time for a new season. God has a season for us. We've been sowing. It's been growing. We need to enter into a new season. We're going to be talking about and expanding on what I've introduced all this month. And I'm going to encourage you, don't miss our times together because as we unfold this and unpack this even more, I'm believing that God's going to give us uh, insight individually and corporately about what our next step is. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.